So I'm going to pray for you, Heather, and then Heather's going to bring us our first talk. Seven minutes, isn't it? Yeah, there <laughs> I'm just going to pray for Heather, and then uh, I'll hand over to her. Father, thank you so much for Heather and for who she is, for the woman of God that she is, and for the way that her heart is after you, for the way that she longs to tell people about you. And we just bless her now, Lord, that as she speaks to us, you would, you would give her peace, you would speak through her, and that we would hear all that you want to say through her. Amen. Okay, hello everybody. So I'm Heather, if you've not met me before. Um, okay, so the series is on resurrection life that we're on at the moment, if you've, if you've not been in the services like me, because I'm in dynamite, it's upstairs most of the time. Um, so I've called uh, my talk today, Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. This seems to sum up what resurrection life looks like for me. Um, as Kath and Josh said in their talks, living the resurrection life isn't easy, but it's fullness. I'm someone who can be almost paralyzed by fear internally. Fear of saying or doing the wrong thing. Fear of what other people may say or do. Second-guessing what they may or may not be thinking. Fear of coming across the wrong way. Fear of blushing when I'm not even embarrassed. Fear of being misunderstood in my good intentions. Fear of man, basically. Perhaps some of you can relate. It's an exhausting place to be, and I was bizarrely somewhat relieved to discover it's actually a sinful place to be. Relieved because if something is a sin, this means we can take it to the cross and exchange it for resurrection life. The Bible tells us in Philippians 4 verses 5 to 7 not to be anxious about anything. And it promises us that the peace of God will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus if we allow Christ to displace, fear, to, to, to displace worry at the center of our lives. That's from the message translation. God, by his grace, has brought immeasurable freedom to me in this whole area. But the other side of that reality in my daily life is that fear is still crouching at the door, which is part of living in a broken world. There are countless situations in our lives in which we could hand control over to fear, but I'm learning more and more to feel the fear and do it anyway. We are sent as lambs amongst wolves, but we have our shepherd to guide and protect us. I'll just talk about one example of this in my life. I have a neighbour who appears to dislike me no matter what I do. He can be very antagonistic and he blanks me in the street, which is really challenging on a number of levels. I sometimes dread bumping into him. It is easy to feel intimidated. But for various reasons, I believe God wants me to stay in that house and to consistently operate in kingdom values around him. This is my my resurrection life at the moment. It's not a comfortable place to be. In many ways, I want a way out of feeling so unwelcome by my neighbour, one of the very people whose community I most want to be part of. At the risk of sounding grandiose, I have been known to pray that Jesus' prayer, take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done, Lord. And yet, on my good days, I find myself almost thankful for my neighbour's behaviour because it is doing no end of good for my relationship with God. (laughs) He is unwittingly helping me to choose to not be dictated by fear. He is actually propelling me further into the arms of my heavenly daddy and my identity in him. And the perfect love I find in that place as a child of God is casting out the fear and is empowering me to overcome it step by step. I find myself wondering if I've been placed on my street for myself as much as for my neighbor. 
I sing the words of Florence and the Machine with gusto, but I'll just say them for today. (laughs) Sometimes I feel like putting my hands up in the air, but I know I can count on you. Sometimes I feel like saying, Lord, I just don't care, but you've got the love I need to see me through. The situation with my neighbour feels like training ground in resurrection life, laying down fear and allowing God's power to rise. Confrontations and tense interactions with my neighbour take grit and wisdom that I don't have in my own strength and guidance from the Holy Spirit, even when I don't feel like I'm hearing from him. Thank God that where we're weakest, he is strongest. Releasing kingdom culture around my neighbour feels um, sometimes looks countercultural given the context, vulnerably coming in the opposite spirit and seeking to bless him with baking or a card or gift in the midst of tension. And sometimes it looks like speaking the truth in love or not being afraid to stick up for myself. <clears throat> it's a dance with the Holy Spirit and keeps me on my toes and my knees, spiritually and diplomatically. It produces growth and depth in me and trembling confidence, which transfers into other spheres of my resurrection life. Like when I step out and offer to pray and share stories with strangers in the street, and when I stand in front of the whole teaching staff in the school, um, being transparent about my faith. It isn't easy, but it is fullness. Despite all my efforts and prayers and rest in God, the relationship with my neighbour remains very strained. I have Ephesians, Ephesians 6 verse 12 stuck on our adjoining wall. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly realms. I know my neighbour is a precious person, made in God's image, and that he isn't my enemy. So the other thing I'm learning is choosing to believe that God is at work in the unseen realm, regardless of how things appear on the surface. Two key scriptures that help me with this are Proverbs 3, verses 5 and 6, and Hebrews 11, verse 1. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him, and he will make your path straight. And faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. So where my neighbor's body and soul seem in no way receptive, I have faith that I am nevertheless releasing the atmosphere of heaven around him and speaking to his spirit, whether he knows that's what's happening or not. And I choose, though it's not easy, not to be put off or distracted by the apparent lack of favour I have with him, learning instead to find security in my favour with God. Every day, despite my feelings, I choose to look beyond um, what I... I choose to look beyond and what I see and to say, and to say no to fear. I choose more regularly than I'd like to, to push my comfort zones wider. Sometimes that feels like a choice, sometimes circumstances take me there. I hate it, and I love it. I find resurrection life is often about denying ourselves, taking up our cross, and following him. Chad Norris says, success as a Christian isn't about winning or losing, it's about keeping on, getting back up. I'd say that's a bit like feeling the fear and doing it anyway. So I'll leave you with this encouragement of Hebrews 12, verses 1 to 3, followed by a closing question. Therefore, since we are surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, 
who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. What fear have you had enough of today? Thanks, Heather. Let's just pause. There'll be opportunity at the end of all three for us to respond in worship, but it's good just to pause. What's God saying to you at the moment? I'll just have a bit of quiet. 